0: Listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant based veganism for a mind body spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely friends. I am your host, Rebecca Henson, and I am so excited about this episode. This was one of the first episodes I've done all year that was in person. So my guest and I sat down together in real life, which let me tell you, they're my favorite episodes. Many of you know if you have been on this podcasting journey with me from the beginning, I originally started only doing in-person episodes. I hadn't even thought about finding people in other parts of the country or world and I was just seeking out those in my community, which I loved. And then COVID happened and then Zoom happened. And I was doing mostly episodes on Zoom. And then I moved to a new town, a new city. So, of course, trying to find people locally was more difficult. And I was just kind of riding on the wave of just doing the Zoom episodes. And, um, but there is nothing like real life interaction, right? And I think that these make for the best episodes. They certainly are the most fun for me recording, and I think it shows. So today's episode is with my guest and good friend, Carly Foley. She is from Holistic Wellness Works, and we get into so many amazing topics. She was on the podcast about a year and a half ago. So if you haven't checked out that episode, Be sure to, you can easily find that by going to my website, therefinedtibby.com, and then just in the search bar, type in Carly, and you can find that episode easily. But this time, we talk about hormones, hormone health, balancing the hormones. We get into liver health, Ayurveda, the doshas. We talk about bringing in more yin. What does that even mean? how many of us are coming from a place of complete depletion, and how we can really nourish the body. We also discuss glutathione, fats, nutrients that we need for liver detox, birth control, the five R's of gut health, gut-focused hypnosis, estrogen, and the highly controversial soy and phytoestrogen. We also discuss adrenal fatigue, trauma, healing, and benefits of a spiritual practice. I think it's a really great episode. We had a blast chatting. So without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely Carly Foley. Hello, my friend. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. I'm so excited. We've been sitting here for like, I don't know, what time is it 30 minutes <laughs> just jogging. it's just amazing this is my first in-person episode of 2023 and honestly maybe it's been like six months I feel like I have not done an in-person episode in maybe it's longer than that I have no idea but welcome thank you for having me uh, always oh my gosh you're always welcome here um we have so many different topics that we can talk about, um, but one of the things we wanted to start with, I think, is hormone health, which is on most every woman's radar, I feel like, these days.
1: Yes, yes. Definitely. And definitely when we get into our later years, start to enter that perimenopausal stage and, of course, postmenopausal. So, mm-hmm. I have a lot of women coming to me looking for hormonal balance or just looking to feel good. And they're, they definitely notice there's a change in how they feel, less energy, um, more bloating, their digestion's not as good as it used to be. And, um, definitely they equate that. They either, either have been diagnosed with a hormonal imbalance or just Mm -hmm. by reading all the information out there, they're like, maybe it's my hormones. Mm Mm-hmm. It probably is. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But, I, and also just with hormone health, so many people, and I say this all the time, obviously, that just because something is common doesn't mean it's normal. And I feel like that's so true with hormones. Yes, And definitely. women, because we have all these things that we're told are normal. It's normal to have horrible cramps and terrible PMS and all these things. But that is not, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: And And I think also... Um, and also moving into menopause, we're told, well, it's going to be really uncomfortable because you're just going through that phase, but it definitely doesn't have to be as uncomfortable as it is for a lot of women. Um, but a lot of that has to do with just the state of our health, even, you know, in the earlier years in our life. And then it's just this buildup and then you just get to a point, um, where, you know, the liver is not functioning. It's not as the detox pathways are not as open as they should be. The stress, we're not able to process our stress like we used to when we we're in our 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, we were going to talk about gut health. Always. And there's, you know, all those things. Um, but yeah, if you think about as we age, uh, we want to take, you know, greater care of our body and be more conscious about, What we're eating and managing our stress. And um, I find a lot of women, they kind of go the opposite and they try to work out more Mm -hmm. and do more. And they just try to, um, I have a saying, like, you can't type A yourself into like weight loss or, you know, feel or hormonal balance. Like, you have to come from a place of, well, recognizing how to balance out the hormones and, and getting to the root of it, but also, uh, bringing in, coming from an Ayurvedic aspect, like bringing in more of that yin energy into your life. Hmm. Um, so what does that look like? So what does that look like? Well, first, um, definitely not starving yourself. So Hmm. not this whole intermittent fasting, um, weight loss, trendy phase thing, which is not, you know, in Ayurveda, um, if someone does have extra kapha, uh, skipping breakfast or having a light breakfast is recommended. But that's Mm. if only a lot of times these days, even if we do have excess kapha, a lot of people have a vata imbalance and a pitta imbalance as well. And hormonal balance kind of sits between um, both um, vata and pitta, which Mm. those doshas actually need to eat more more nourishment and also to keep our blood sugar stable we want to be eating um you know more frequent meals and not we don't want cortisol to spike right Mm. so if we wait too long to eat then our cortisol can spike and this can also mess with our insulin and um you know and then also women are afraid to eat uh carbs that's another thing so we skimp ourselves from food with fasting we skimp um we with from carbs and um really it's just eating the right kinds of carbs Mm. and um you know staying away from refined carbohydrates and things Mm. like that so there's a lot of and when you go on start surfing the web and go on the internet there's a lot of misinformation out there and so this you know instead of going from this place, because usually we're already depleted. Mm. Um, and we can be, you know, I think even people are getting depleted earlier in, in their years, not just... Oh, I think everything's
0: starting earlier now. Yeah. Like, we're eating yeah. foods
1: that are depleted in, in nutrients. Um, our digestion is not optimal, so we're not absorbing our nutrients mm-hmm. as that well, even if we are eating nutrient-dense foods. And then, so there's that, and then stress depletes us of nutrients, Mm -hmm. uh, like our, so we talked about like the adrenals use a lot of vitamin C, B vitamins, stress also depletes magnesium, um, glutathione, which we'll talk about later has to do with stage one and two liver detox and then toxins, which are coming from all over everywhere.
0: (laughs) You talk about that a lot. I know I do. I don't want to fear everybody into it, but, um, (laughs) It's just something to be aware of because it is, we're just bombarded. So every which way, you know?
1: Yeah. So we, uh, um, there's nutrients that are also used for our liver to actually detox and those get used up as well. So we usually come from a place of depletion. So if you're trying to, um, let's just start with hormonal balance. We want to actually nourish the body, feed the body, really good food, Um, rest more, um, exercise until you're energized, not
0: until you're exhausted. Yeah. Exhausted. No, I think I see this a lot with, with people trying to, you know, heal something or even when they're not trying to, I mean, this is this whole like, um, high intensity training or circuit training, I guess has, which does look fun and I've done it once. (laughs) Um, but I don't really think that that's very healthy. Yeah. You know, because it does spike your cortisol and just deplete your entire body. It's just not, it's not natural form of exercise, you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's not, I would say if you're going to do it, um, like 20 minutes, mm. if you're going to do it, cause there are lots of studies there. You, have you heard of Tabata? Mm-mm. Cause that's kind of what I think was the start of the interval training. Ooh. And basically it's, um, you know, exerting your energy as hard as you can for 20, I think it's 20 seconds and then resting for 10 and then mm. doing that again, exerting as hard as you can for 20 seconds, resting for 10. And then I think you do like, um, let's see, eight rounds of all of that. Yeah. And they so they did all these studies and they found that you actually burn more fat and um, it, it's better from cardiovascular health than just like a straight, like hour-long cardio workout. So I think that's where that all stemmed from. But that literally takes less than if you count up all the seconds and you're only doing that eight times. I mean, that's a very short period of time. So whoever took that model and made it into an hour-long class. Well, that's what (laughs) Americans do.
0: So let's just do this in most extreme form we can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah. An hour. Ugh. Yeah. And if you're going
1: to do more high intensity, you want to come from a place, you could build up your body. I know lots of health practitioners and um, they actually, when they work with their clients, they actually take exercise out in the beginning while they just help to rebuild yes. their and replenish their reserves. Mm-hmm. And then they maybe they can get back to a place where they do a little bit more. Right. But I don't think doing an hour long of,
0: high intensity is ever great for a person no I don't think so I think probably I mean my theory is that men can tolerate that better but that's because they don't have such sensitive hormones (laughs) yes totally
1: yeah and a lot of the studies done are on men Mm. yeah so that's another thing when we're googling and we're looking up all this stuff just know like a lot of these studies about weight loss are actually done on men so i mean (laughs) how how
0: how can we ever get a clear picture you know yeah you know i think about this with um with fat because there are and i will be interested to hear what you have to say about this um you know there's a lot of there's different camps for everything right and there's there are some plant-based doctors and whatnot who are very extreme on the low fat, on the low fat deal. Yes, yes. What are your thoughts on that? Because mine is that they're all. First off, they're all men who are saying this. First off, okay. you know. Yes. <laughs> um, and for women, I mean, I mean, I do. You know, it's a it's a macronutrient. We have protein, carbs, and fat, and we are supposed to have some. I mean, obviously, I would never advocate anybody eat you know animal fat, but we are meant to have some fat in our diet. So what yes. are your thoughts on that? Okay. So I'm glad that you brought that up because this is a great topic
1: and it's a good to- topic for women and when it comes to hormones. Um, Cause I mean, obviously if you look at a woman's body next to a male, we have more fat on our body. Right. Um, and in, from an Ayurvedic aspect. Um, so Vata. If those of you that don't know about Ayurveda, and I'm using these terms, you're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> um, uh, there's three dosha metabolic types, and there's vata, pitta, and kapha, and they do align with Western uh, metabolic types. If you've ever heard of like endomorph, um, have you heard of that ectomorph? Mm-hmm. I don't know where. But- um, so, anyways, vata type, um, is primarily air and ether are the elements that we have more of that so Mm. you have all these doshas in your body vata pitta kapha but if you have more vata you have more air and ether in your body and air can show up as anxiety when Mm. it's imbalanced like too much air and oil helps to actually seep into the air Mm. pockets and helps to diminish vata in the body so Mm. someone who and when we're talking about hormonal imbalance and being depleted oil can actually help to mm-hmm. diminish, mm-hmm. um, Vata. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting it from healthy oils, like unsaturated fats. So olive oil, nuts and seeds, avocado, uh, ghee is something that they use in Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. You know, I know yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> I vegan, <do. laughs> but that's something they also use to help, um, nourish the brain, the nervous system. So, Oils in general help with stress, anxiety. Um, and a lot, if you think, look at a lot of seeds like hemp seeds, chia seeds, sesame seeds, there's a lot of nutrients and pumpkin seeds. Mm. Sunflower, we talk about thyroid health and some of these hormonal health. There's a lot of nutrients in there mm-hmm. that are essential for hormone health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and. Um, you know, people talk about the Mediterranean diet as being like the gold standard, or it just has had so much research so much behind it, do, yeah. which emphasizes a whole food, organic diet, mm-hmm. whole grains, nuts and seeds, legumes, um, and what well, am I missing? Anything? Fresh fruits and veggies, <laughs> and then unsaturated fats, like all the healthy oils, mm-hmm. and um, heart disease. All the this diet is called the gold standard because. Um, It's the best diet for all chronic diseases Mm. they have found. So um, I think there's little little research about the low fat. There's more research about how good healthy fats, like the unsaturated fats, are good for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So on just like a disease preventative um, scale and then also just on an emotional, I know right too for women and and it makes you feel fuller so if you add fat to your meals um you'll feel fuller and have more energy and then maybe it might not snack mm-hmm. I feel like you need to snack as much yeah
0: maybe they're maybe they think that I'm just like my theory I don't know like why I, I don't know why they come from that extreme place of like no fat at all you know um And maybe that's because they're trying to get, they're afraid that people will, it's easy to snack on like nuts, you know, you get like a little nut pack or whatever to go and then like Mm -hmm. you eat the whole thing and you know, you've already had like 70% of your fat, you know, quote, (laughs) fat intake for the day or whatever. And maybe that's why I have no idea, but I, I just, I think it's, um, especially for women, I think it's dangerous to, to try to push people to, to have little to no fat in their diet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, think I'm just guessing because I haven't, literally, I haven't done that much research on a low fat diet and where yeah. that studies come from. Um, but probably have to do with the liver, right? And so you, fatty liver has increased so much mm-hmm. in our um society, and I don't know the exact percentage. Um, I mean, I think it's due to all the toxins Mm -hmm. and our liver having to work extra hard because the liver literally has to detox everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But also studies show that after menopause, um, we have increased like – I don't know the percentage again, but it's like a major increase um, for fatty liver. Hmm. So I think while we're um, eating these fats – you know, it'd be good to definitely do liver support. Maybe we can yeah. get into let's, the, let's the liver. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the liver.
0: I love it. Uh, you know, so- and, and talking about that, you know, you're saying that, uh, you know, the liver is being bombarded, but I don't know. I have heard so many people, or you see it on the internet as well, of people being like, oh, that's what the liver and the kidney are supposed to do. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, hypothetically, that absolutely, that's what they're supposed to do. But that would be in a natural environment, which we don't live in a natural environment anymore. You yes, know? definitely. And if you think about an assembly line, like a
1: in a workspace, huh. like a factory, um, so if you have more com- products coming in, then the people can actually change over. Mm. So this is not just like, this would be with actual people on the yeah. assembly line, not yeah, just yeah. Uh, robots. Right. <laughs> um if more is coming in, from, so let's say we're stage one, stage two, if there's more coming in from the first part of the line and stage two hasn't caught up yet, mm. it's, there's going to be backup, mm. right? So that's kind of what's happening is – so the first stage of the liver detox is just neutralizing our toxins mm. that come in. That's the first thing that happens. They get neutralized. And our liver is pretty good at, at doing that, um, And but then – Stage two is when you have to take those metabolites that were created and actually transform them so that they can be excreted from the body. Mm-hmm. And that takes certain nutrients and processes, um, one of them being methylation, which we hear about some people having a hard time methylating, which means you have a hard time de- eliminating these toxins. Mm-hmm. So they just get backed up and then we can reabsorb them and then it just kind of wreak- wreaks havoc on the body and can cause different you know, inflammation and disease. Mm-hmm. So this is where we get a little bit backed up in stage two. But um, you know, just to uh run off some nutrients that are needed. Yeah. Uh so stage one are B vitamins, um, especially B twelve and uh folic acid and B six and then glutathione has ever You know about glutathione. I do, but I don't know if everyone knows about glutathione. No, please. (laughs) Um, I didn't know about glutathione forever, Um, but it's a really, really high antioxidant. It's like called the master antioxidant, yeah. Yeah. Master. And so this is actually depleted from toxins and stress. Mm -hmm. So if you have both of those in your life, which I think most women have, especially if you're a mom and you work and all those things, um, it's going to be depleted. So mm. when that's depleted, we are going to have issues with detoxifying. Mm. Um, and then um, antioxidants are very important. So this is getting a little sciencey, but when after the toxins are neutralized, that's stage one, um, free radicals are created from mm. that process, like as a byproduct. So we need lots of antioxidants, colorful fruits and veggies, and um, even like, you know, flavonoids and to eradicate those free radicals. Mm-hmm. And then stage two, like I mentioned, is when there's different pathways that these metabolites can go through to be transformed, like to water soluble. So you could actually um, pee it out <laughs> <laughs> or go to the bathroom. That would be like stage three is like actually them exiting the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, glutathione. Um, amino acids are important to so getting healthy and actually digesting your protein a lot of times when we're when people are eating high um, meat diets yes you're getting protein but are you actually utilizing absorbing, absorbing that also protein? It's,
0: it's such a burden on your liver and your kidneys when you're eating a high protein diet yeah you know? yeah
1: yeah definitely and and it's just really hard like it takes, so, so much, much longer energy. for it to exit your mm-hmm. your body so it's hard on your digestive tract as well mm-hmm. um and so yeah i mean in ayurveda people always ask me like what type of diet is ayurveda and it's mostly plant-based and it's because they just you know they're just like it's known that meat and dairy and eggs are harder to digest mm-hmm. and ayurveda is all about digestion digestion
0: <laughs> Which everything is, should be, a good um, and-, and then
1: one more thing I wanted to add was the sulfur-rich food. So the cru- this is stage two, cru- mm-hmm. um, to help with you know, transforming these metabolites. So like cruciferous vegetables, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I always right. I tell everyone to make sure you cook and or steam or lightly mm-hmm. saute. Um, so yeah, so that sulfur is really important as well, which can be found in MSM. And then hmm. um, some people take yeah. DIM. Have you heard of DIM mm-hmm. too, as well? So, and then, and that also we can get into that later about estrogen. Um, DIM can help digest estrogens or detox. Um, and then, like the so, the third stage would actually be eliminating. So, if you're constipated and you're not going to the bathroom, uh-huh. that also can back you up, and you can reabsorb these right. these toxins. So things like sweating, infrared sauna, detox baths, um, deep breathing. We exhale out a lot of toxins when we do deep breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything else? Yeah, and just making sure you're going to the bathroom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's very important. So as far as like, well, what if your elimination pathways are blocked, though? You're saying that by taking, by making sure that you are having all of the right vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and, and stuff, then that will help open your pathways. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, will really. help
1: your detox. And how does this correlate with hormonal balance? Well, all our hormones have to be filtered through our liver. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and stress. Every time we get stressed, we release hormones. This also has to be filtered through our liver. So, if our liver is backed up we can reabsorb these hormones. So mm-hmm. that's where, you know, when we talk about hormonal balance, um, a lot of people just want to take a pill or even an herb, which I love. Herbs are amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. I take herbs. We were talking yeah. about ashwagandha the other day. I love day. herbs. I love <laughs> herbs. <laughs> but that, to me, that's like a later step. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing is let's examine the liver mm-hmm. and your liver health. And then, of course, gut health is uh-huh. also major essential. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do love herbs. I'm like upset. I kind of want to take an herb course or something. I don't know. I'm just like fascinated with herbs. Yeah. They're, I always felt
1: like um, there's such synergy mm-hmm. when you like pair your diet and then have the take the herb like yeah. it just has such a synergetic effect and works yeah. so much better Yeah, when
0: you're doing both. I mean, it's like ancient, you know, all these people knew this for thousands of years how to combine Different herbs with whatever they're eating, you know, and now we're just like, oh, just take a pill. Like you were saying, and and speaking of pills, I mean, birth control, which a lot of us have been on. Yes. I'm glad that you're bringing this up. Freaking birth control. (laughs) You know, I mean, I just wish there were, it's just like cigarettes. There needs to be a disclaimer on birth control because so many people put their kid, their girls on birth control, whether it's to try to, I mean, for me, I had basically like cystic acne, It just like popped up and I just thought, oh, it's because my hormones are messed up or whatever, right? So I'll take the pill and that'll fix everything. It didn't fix anything. It messed everything up even more. Yeah. And talk about depleting vitamins and minerals, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it really messes up the uh, gut balance, Mm -hmm. uh, birth control, kind of similar like antibiotics can kind of wipe you out. So, you know, in general, we we want a lot, a diverse amount of, Uh, bacteria in our gut we want a good terrain um to help you know also fight off good you know bad bacteria yeast and and all that stuff um but yeah birth control definitely um diminishes that Mm -hmm. and there's so many women that are on birth control and then you know it's hard to go through all these um like gut healing processes and and cleanses and stuff while you're still still on on it because it's kind of like just canceling.
0: Well, like you're like detox to retox kind of thing, right? Like, or retox, to detox whichever one, (laughs) whichever way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just kind of all of your efforts are void almost if you're still on it. And I'm all about, you know, if it's, if it is to prevent unwanted pregnancy, I'm all about, you know, women's power and like putting things but this is not the right way you know first off really it should be men who are on birth control sorry but like (laughs) why but again you talk about like not having studies on that they don't want to do that men don't want to do that you know even though it would be much easier for them and less uh problematic because because of their hormone system um but that's never going to happen so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I don't know what the solution is for that. <laughs> that's a yeah, I mean, de- that's definitely more, topic, I, guess, more really.
1: I just think more natural ways in which you're not harming your body. Totally, you know. Always. So, and there are definitely more natural ways. It's mm-hmm. just you know we have to kind of look into that, and I just think a lot of people just don't know don't like know. that what birth control does no. to the gut.
0: Well, and they don't know. I mean, when it's, speaking of like women's hormones, I mean, I didn't realize that there were four phases. Until I was like in my thirties, I think. Yeah. You know, nobody explained that to me. You didn't learn that in sex ed, or you know, biology, or even biology class, or you know, whatever. Um. So yeah, if you if you understand your body more as a woman and understand these these different time periods in your in in your cycle, that's the natural way to be able to. Yeah, and there's all these apps you can keep track, and yeah.
1: there's ways that have been. You know, they say it's very, very accurate. Super effective.
0: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. basically the same effectiveness of taking the pill. Because yes. the pill is like 99.9%. Yeah. And if you're tracking. Yeah. It's the, the same. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And doesn't ruin your entire body. So. Yeah.
1: I know. It's sad. And yeah, it's sad and that women are, you know, having to go through that. and. hmm we, we take on already so much in our life, and to not have that, um, you know, robust bacteria and good, you know, gut mm-hmm. health is really a drain on the body, and and, and just leads to that depletion as mm-hmm. well, um, if we're not, if we, if it, you know, can lead to leaky gut, mm. um, which the more of the science... Uh, terminology is permeable. Yeah. Gut thinning, they don't like the thinning call out. Li- they, li- they don't, don't call it, out, even it. Though it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thinning of the gut lining. Uh, so I, I gave a talk the other day at a, at a women's health event about the, the five R's for gut health, which I'm super uh, passionate about. And I think before anyone does anything should address that because it doesn't matter what you're eating you could be eating the healthiest food if you have a permeable gut lining it's going to leak out mm-hmm. cause inflammation in the body inflammation is going to affect your hormones your cortisol your insulin and inflammation is at the underlying of all chronic disease and it's going to be chronic if you have leaky gut 100
0: mm-hmm. percent.
1: so yeah so i i gave the talk because i said you know a lot of times, not a lot of people go through the process of actually repairing the gut. Mm. So um, the, the first, um, I'll just read off the five R's, and yes. just go over them briefly. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's remove, replace, re-inoculate, repair, and then rebalance. Mm-hmm. So the first stage is kind of removing the, the, you know, is there overgrowth? in bacteria yeast um are there heavy metals are there parasites uh removing toxins from your life are you where are you getting all these you know is there places in your life where you can minimize your toxic exposure Uh (laughs) um you know are you using like body products or hair like that have lots of chemicals are you drinking um tap water or even just water from your Refrigerator filter.
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. I know. Sorry, everyone. I'm it's sorry. I'm, I shouldn't <laughs> laugh. I know so many people that do that. but I know. I we, have a whole episode on water if anybody wants to listen yeah, to me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's
1: a – water is a huge source of toxins if you're drinking it. You know, we drink it all day, every day, and there's it's it can be a huge source of, like, some heavy chemicals. Um, Absolutely. So heavy metals – even forever chemicals, all those things. Mm -hmm. So then, so that's all a part of this first stage of removing, um, even removing foods Mm -hmm. that we're allergic to as well. Um, And then, so you're just like taking the burden off. Mm -hmm. Then you're, um, then you're replacing. So this is another big thing that I didn't learn until I went to school or, I didn't know about as much because I, I I knew about okay adding probiotics let's take a probiotic but actually um, if your acid is low in your stomach this is you know gonna not help with you know digesting food it will lead, lead to like undigested food not absorbing the nutrients mm-hmm. and can also lead to toxic buildup if you're not digesting well so um, but Ayurveda is all at the, this is the center of Ayurveda they call it your your agni, your, your fire. Like, mm. your digestive fire should be strong. Right. Um, and like a pitta type, um, that, that, that's one of the doshas, is mainly fire and, and water. So they have more fire. They usually can digest, like, better. Yeah, <laughs> they're better. They're one of those people that can probably eat a lot more than somebody else and just feel fine and Ugh. not be tired or yeah. achy afterwards oh <laughs> or, or have to take a day Who to recover. Do I know
0: any of these people? I don't know. <laughs> I definitely know I've... some
1: of these people. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so... There's lots of, um, you know, herbs and things to increase your fire. And that's like Ayurveda literally centered around that. Mm. Is cooking to help increase your digestive fire.
0: What, what, uh, what herbs help increase your digestive fire?
1: So certain herbs like ginger and turmeric, warming herbs, cumin. Yeah, tumeric, right. warming herbs. Yeah. Warming herbs. yeah, and yeah cinnamon. It. Makes sense. And then bitters are also nice to help. Mm. They help release, you know, bile and mm-hmm. help digest fats and things like that. So bitters are nice. So um, you mean like little tincture bitters? Is mm-hmm. that what you yeah. could do tinctures, mm-hmm. yeah. And then moving on to re-inoculate. this is when we can add some probiotics. But I just I see all these advertisements for gut health, take this probiotic, and it's like you're going to be healed. Oh
0: my gosh, girl! Do you know how many people when I start talking about like that I'm into health and wellness and all this stuff, and the, and that is literally their response? I take a probiotic, and I'm like, oh, all right, <laughs> my face is just like. Like, or I drink a kombucha. I know. I have a kombucha oh my, every day. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I'm like, well.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And, and even with the the fermented foods in Ayurveda, they recommend um, minimal. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you're going to have some kimchi or sauerkraut, it's like you're having like a scoop of yeah, it's it. A you're total. not having like, not, a, yeah, a yeah. full bowl. And yeah. same thing with your kombucha. It's like I know. having a little so good, small glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, so that would be, like, the third stage, um, and then, um, repair, the fourth is repairing, and this is when we're actually going to repair the gut lining and take some, again, specific herbs to do that, and while we're doing all these phases, we're, we're eating a very clean diet, but also, you know, one that, um, also still removing those foods that we're sensitive to because we don't want to reintroduce foods back in until mm-hmm. we've healed the gut. Mm-hmm. So we're still kind of keeping this, this diet throughout. And then so we repair the gut. And that's so crucial because I just, I know a lot of people do like parasite cleanses mm-hmm. or even heavy metal cleanses, colon cleanses, candida but then they don't take that extra step to repair the gut afterwards, mm. so it's like you're right back, yeah, you know where you were. And I've right. I experienced that in my life, and my health struggles During, of just yeah. always feeling. I do all these cleanses and then go back to eating regular food, still mm. like whole foods and healthy, and I just feel tired mm. again and anxiety and you know because that's that inflammation. Like your gut is related to your brain. You you mm-hmm. know you have they say if you have leaky gut, you have leaky brain. And yeah. it's like that inflammation can cause anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of that
0: generalized anxiety that
1: sometimes people feel.
0: I mean, I, what, speaking of anxiety and just leaky gut, you know, I, I think the amount of people who have leaky gut slash anxiety is, I mean, I would say almost <laughs> the entire country, you know, because everybody, everybody seems to have anxiety and they don't connect it to their gut, of course. Like I was, I was talking to somebody recently, and and you know, obviously, yeah. I have have had technically a, a diagnosed in air quotes um, digestive issue, and of course, you know, that is it's obvious then that I have a GI problem or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for other people, they don't realize that just because you don't have seemingly. A diagnosed problem with your gut that you have issues with. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I I know exactly what you're saying. And yeah. but they they'll
1: like call it IBS. And the yeah, right. It, you know, if Which you do go natural. to doctor, mm-hmm. yeah. If they can't, if they don't yeah. diagnose you with anything like uh, Crohn's, mm-hmm. celiac, or IBD, then mm-hmm. it's like it's IBS. It's IBS. It's just called it yeah. IBS. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or even like some people just don't. Maybe they don't even have even that extreme. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't to them. Their bathroom time is—it's just what it is. Well, yeah, they don't have any stomach cramps or bloating. They don't have pain yeah. necessarily. So then, therefore, in their mind, it's fine. Meanwhile, they're anxious all day long. I know somebody like this. That, of course, I'm not going to mention their name. But um, <laughs> and I do wish that I could help this person, but they don't realize at all that they have major issues with their gut. Yeah. But they're stressed out all the time, super anxious, like biting their nails until they bleed basically yeah like that's extreme you know yeah and they eat like junk so there's no way that there's not problems with their gut yeah like it almost manifests
1: more in the like the mind like the brain fog Mm -hmm. right those things sometimes we're
0: more aware of that than actually what's going on in our gut um so yeah and we're not taught to like listen to our bodies anyways like that comes way later in your like journey of when you're actually like listening to like hmm, what are you saying there honey? yeah <laughs> like yeah. when you're younger i did i was just like eh, shh, shh.
1: <laughs> yeah or did they just take a tums and they feel better true. or something <laughs> they t- that's so true
0: yeah there's plenty of you know cvs brand junk to mask your symptoms of whatever issue you're having so and sometimes we've had we've felt a certain way for so
1: long we think that's normal we mm-hmm. don't even know what it feels like to have like a relaxed gut. like And that that's brings us to the last phase is the rebalance phase of healing the gut. And this is re- basically rebalancing your nervous system. Mm-hmm. So there's this um, amazing study done. It compared the elimination diet to uh, gut-focused hypnosis. Um, and they found that actually that actually worked better than the elimination diet for the symptoms that – these people were having
0: what does that involve so
1: well it's hypnosis directed towards I need this, this the, sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> towards relaxing basically like we have a whole nervous system in our gut right and so you know we can and that fight or flight response too. like when our psoas tightens mm-hmm. which is in contact with our organs as well blood flow goes away from the organs so we're not you know organs are not working optimally and doing their jobs and being able to like assimilate and digest, Mm -hmm. you know, because when we're at the rest and digest is the uh, parasympathetic system. That's that relaxation response that we want to be in when we're eating, Mm -hmm. um, at least. But so, yeah, I mean, we can, it's like, I can feel it in myself. Like if I immediately get stressed about something, I'm tightening Mm -hmm. in my center. Totally. Um, and, um, not to get even more in depth that I did like a whole, um, have you heard of like the ileocecal valve? Oh yeah. Oh, we talked oh, about I Oh, I massage my ileocecal yes. valve all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah. I actually learned about that from my chiropractor. Yes. She would, she would massage my valves. <laughs> that sounds yes. really weird. But when I go to see her, she'll massage my valves and then she had kind of taught me how to do it myself. And then I found like, you can find videos, videos online. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I learned from my chiropractor oh, really? too. Yeah. That's it's so, so nice. cool. <laughs> but, um, it's funny how
0: that's probably like a thing that I know. they learn or something. I, I know. know. Well, they learn all. I mean, especially if you can find a good chiropractor like, it's like a magical wizard. I just yeah. Hear, like, I feel like, I mean, I lived in LA for, a, for a while. Yeah. So
1: th- there's a lot of good practitioners out there. I mean, it's oh, definitely yeah. like a, an abundance oh, no. of health and learning oh, out there. there's so many different. So, yeah. But to let everyone know what the ileocecal valve is, um, it's where our small intestine then connects to our large intestine. And it actually can, this valve can get stuck closed from stress and trauma um, and, and even um, from medications, from food allergies, just some kind of trauma happening, whether it's an emotional one or actually like from the food that we're eating. Um, I'm just going to throw in glyphosate.
0: Mm, I What's that? I'm pretty, <laughs> Never heard of I'm it. I'm pretty
1: sure the ileocecal valve does not like no, glyphosate. No, I would say <laughs> not.
0: Does anything in the body like glyphosate? No. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah. So this can lead to like constipation and that backup, that buildup. Mm-hmm. I literally can feel when mine, like when I get stressed out or mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Um, I've, I've gotten spasms, wow. like, in that exact yeah. area. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's really important to actually release this valve because unless you do, your whole digestive system is not going to function properly. You're going to be chronically constipated. Mm-hmm. And um, and we talked about – and that's the, the third stage of liver detox is actually eliminating mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. So that's also going to affect your hormones. Um Right, yeah, especially like estrogen. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are estrogen dominant. Because that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. like how we eliminate estrogen is mm-hmm. through our bowels. So yeah, um, yeah, we were gonna talk about that a little bit. Estrogen, <laughs> estrogen, and soy. Well, we were talking about soy. <laughs> I wanted to talk about soy because I just feel like soy has such a bad. For a soy, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna
0: we need to set the record straight for soy because, well, I think that I mean. I have seen with people that I follow and people that I know that especially with like what's happened recently with like Bill Gates and stuff like that. There's this new term of being like soy boy or whatever of basically just like attacking oh. people who um, are generally left, you know, uh-huh. left wing Whatever, whatever you want to paint that picture of, and so people on it does seem that people on the right or are generally the ones who are attacking the people saying that they're a soy boy or whatever, and I'm just like, oh my gosh! First off, this is not, this is not a thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, if anything, they talk about like the man boobs or whatever, Uh, and I'm like, that is not a thing. If anything, people get man boobs from drinking tons of dairy and things that literally yes. have are filled with yes. hormones, you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. is not yeah. coming from a plant <laughs> just yeah. because it has phytoestrogen. It's not the same. So tell us about it. Tell us about it <laughs> because okay, so I feel passionate first, about it well. I mean, this is coming
1: from, you know, g- after going through a master's program in nutrition, learning from doctor, you know, people have, you know, doctorates in nutrition, PhD. Um, there is not a study that says that soy is bad for you. Um repeat that again. <laughs> there is not one study that says soy is bad for you or causes cancer.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: No. And we're done. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> the end the podcast is the over. The podcast is over. <laughs> um so they think that maybe people are getting this from processed soy, like mm. the soy protein isolate, the um
0: Processed anything, the processed soybean
1: so, yeah. oil, yep. but anything processed, right? It's bad, is bad yeah. because it, because of the way they process it and the chemicals right. they use and all that, and that's that's why it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but soy in its whole form and actual like organic soybean, tofu, tempeh, miso are not processed in mm-hmm. in that category. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we learned. You know nutritional protocols for different diseases because it was a clinical nutrition um, class, course yeah. or not? You know program. program.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So the we actually learned uh, when we're treating somebody uh, nutritionally who has breast cancer to actually give them tofu and soy products, which I nice. know it just probably it blows, blows people's, people's minds. minds. Yeah. <laughs> um, because of the phytoestrogens, and uh, so what is a phytoestrogen? So, first of all, we can just get into this whole estrogen dominant uh, talk um, for a second. Uh, so, first of all, we a lot of people get estrogen has a bad rep. So when they th- fear hear phytoestrogen, automatically we're like, oh my uh, god, I can't uh, eat that. Yeah. There's estrogens in that. Uh, so meanwhile, I, they're
0: drinking milk dairy milk
1: from a cow but you know that's another story <laughs> so phytoestrogen okay so their estrogen necessary is not bad estrogen gets processed and goes through there's these different pathways it can go through and um the way it's processed and the byproduct can be good or bad so i think that's people are probably picking this up from reading different information or whatever so um But the estrogen itself is not bad. It's how, and what, where does this get processed? The liver. liver. Mm -hmm. And what's going to affect this? Um, Toxins, stress, you know, eating processed foods, certain medications, all that. So um, the health of the liver is going to affect this. Also, there's what's called xenoestrogens, um, which is found in plastics. And certain toxins can mimic Estrogens and then bind to the receptor sites. Phytoestrogens will actually protect your cells from xenoestrogens. They will because they will bind to your receptor sites and 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 just protect your receptor sites from the bad estrogens mm. to just any even just the ones we produce in the body. Mm. So they're actually protective. Mm-hmm. Phytoestrogens are protective, and phytoestrogens do not cause cancer. Um, so. There was one more, okay, one thing I just want to throw in here, because when I learned this, I thought this was really interesting, and this um, has to do, some people think they have estrogen dominance, a lot of times we're low in progesterone, mm-hmm. because um, when we have a spike in cortisol, like progesterone and cortisol kind of compete for the same, I think, receptor sites are similar, so... As long as we've got these stress hormones going, our progesterone will be depleted. Mm. So a lot of people are low in progesterone uh, because we live in like a high stress society, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> where everyone is is doing hit workouts. <laughs> I know,
0: and and uh what is it? Hustling. Hustling you gotta hustle. Yes, you this. gotta hustle. You gotta grind because that's that's healthy. <laughs> Keep up with the gyms is kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. So, yeah, so yeah, it could be just low progesterone, but also um, estrogen dominance could also be um, exposure to xeno, to these estrogens, these bad estrogens um, that come in the toxic form. And then also being constipated and backed up. We're not eliminating our estrogens. So these are just Mm -hmm. some things that can contribute to Mm -hmm. estrogen dominance, um, but none of which
0: has anything to do with soy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank Thank
1: you. you. Thank you,
0: Soy. Thank you for being so amazing.
1: And I just think in general, if you look at like Asian cultures that have been eating soy forever, their cancer rates are way lower than ours. So
0: it's like literally millions, billions of people. Eat soy regularly, but yeah, unprocessed. It's, you know, in its more natural form. Yeah. Um, and I think when we get to this, um,
1: soy gets a bad rep because also I think the mock meats, I think. True. Someone's like, because oh, I'm going to go soy isolate
0: in it. It's not yes. even, it's not even taking, it's not even like they took an edamame a soybean and <laughs> ground it up and put it in a burger because that's how I would, if I was going to make a burger quote, you know, Like, I make black bean burgers and beet burgers and stuff, and I literally just grind it up and make it into a patty, you know? But they're using that soy isolate, so. Gross.
1: Yeah. And probably not good oils either. Oh, they're
0: terrible oils. I mean, I, I, those fake meats, ugh. You know, they're being, they're doing honestly a disservice, I think, to the plant-based or vegan movement. Because they are so gross, and bad. you know, like their ingredients are so bad. So then everybody's like, "See, you shouldn't eat that. You should eat this dead cow over here, <laughs> like, because that's healthier." It's like, well, no, I don't. I don't know. Neither are very good. So yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, Whole Foods. Whole Foods. that come from the earth, organic tells, as yeah. much
1: as possible, no
0: pesticides and all those things yeah i mean size. if you're if you want if you want a burger just eat a black bean burger what is so what is so wrong about that
1: yeah or lentil burgers mm. there's so many yeah
0: i know i want to have you ever made a lentil pizza no i found some recipes on pinterest with like a lentil pizza like the a so, crust Essi crust oh. i know it looks really easy and we're gonna try it one day
1: Something. I want to try those red lentils wraps. Like it's literally just oh. like red lentils, water, and salt. Yes. And you you soak and then you just blend. And then you just put on and the pan yeah, and you yeah. fry it into like a chapati. Amazing. It's like a protein. Heck yeah. For those of you out there
0: who want to lower protein. your carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Need more protein. <laughs> Need more protein. <laughs> protein, protein. That would be a good... Um, replacement for a wrap yeah i have seen some girl also with um pumpkin seeds i think we both shared it that girl that, who was that chloe vegan or somebody that we'd seen online did you see that video she literally it was pumpkin seeds which i never thought about doing that As and she wrap? made wraps yeah wow pumpkin seeds water flax maybe it seems
1: like you probably could do that with like you could probably do it with it too yeah. many things
0: but i never thought about pumpkin seeds but i love pumpkin seeds so yeah super healthy super delicious wonderful fat for yeah. to eat.
1: <laughs> One thing I wanted to mention too, because I think uh, adrenal fatigue is like a huge, also mm-hmm. um, trendy thing you hear these days. Uh, I think we talked about this the last Probably. podcast. I think so, yeah. As far as like it actually not, the adrenal's actually fatiguing or it's right. not an actual thing. Um, but we, w- understanding the nutrients that adrenals use um, just like our liver uses up nutrients to detoxify those nutrients can get depleted mm. if they're not replenished um, just like when we get you know stress can deplete certain nutrients like adrenals use a lot of vitamin c um, and and b vitamins so if you are like during a really high stress period or you know you have a lot of Work deadlines, just things going on in your life, those are some you know good nutrients to have your C and your B vitamins, and um, like a good B complex. And something that I always like to mention is if you haven't gotten the um, you know, there's a genetic testing, like you know, the Mm -hmm. MTHFR gene mutation basically. This is an indicator that you might um, have an issue methylating. So they do recommend and getting a methylated B twelve, um, so that because so you can actually utilize the B twelve. Mm. Because if you have a hard time methyl- methylating, then you can't actually utilize B twelve. And then getting having folate instead of folic acid. If you're taking a multivitamin or B complex, just make sure it's in. Um, the B is in the folate form,
0: not folic acid. Mm-hmm. That's, That's really also important. Important, yeah. Yeah, and with the with the yeah with the vitamin C, I think. Um, I mean, what are your recommendations of? Like I what kind of because I like the liposomal. because people love best. those little pow. I used to drink eat those little powders, you know, mm-hmm. like the emergency or whatever. Oh yeah, and those are awful. Yeah, they're so terrible. The ingredients are terrible.
1: And I've even, I mean, some people like the whole food f- form, like an, like I think it's an Acerola. Mm-hmm. That's like a yeah. major form. Um, but some people get irritated like the acidity because vitamin C is acidic. 100%, yeah. uh, so um if you have issues with that i like liposomal i've had really good um, results doing liposomal vitamin c it's my mm. favorite form
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and with the there's Hing? there's also buffered uh vitamin c which mm. is basically that it's just lowers the acidity for people who have oh, digestive issues yeah. yeah i
0: haven't heard of that um the mthr is is interesting to me. I I haven't had the test done, but I just in my mind I feel like I have that gene. Yeah, you know. Um, which for those that don't know, I think the the s est- they estimate that it's between thirty to fifty percent of the population has the MTHR one some form of the gene because I think there's several forms or something. There's several different ones that you can yeah. Have there's maybe. several ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just means that you basically like you don't methylate and therefore, therefore you don't cleanse or detox as well as other people. Right. Yeah. Which,
1: Cause that's that stage two of our
0: detox methylation. Mm-hmm.
1: That's one of the pathways. Yeah.
0: I would be really interested. I wish that they would do more studies on that because it would be interesting to see like what of like people who have autoimmune or chronic illness or something like that. Like what percentage of them have the MTHR, you know? Yeah. I would feel like it would be really high. Yeah. And I, I just think in general,
1: even without even having that test, um, I would think that having an overburdened liver could mess with your methylation. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. True. But the other thing I was going to say is that's why it's really important to have a B-complex and have those the methylated B12 and the folate because those those are nutrients that are needed for your, li- your liver detox. And if you're not you know, having them in that form, then you might not even be able to utilize them for mm-hmm. liver detox. True. Um, so, yeah, it's it's super important, the the B vitamins and the glutathione that we talked about. And mm-hmm. But glutathione is also really only util- – it has to be a liposomal form hmm. um, because I think our bodies can't really um, utilize glutathione, and it's normal, you know, mm. if you just take a regular – so I think most supplements these days either do liposomal because they know that the companies realize oh, that good. it has to be in and that they actually form. That. Yeah. Or the other thing is you take NAC and mm-hmm. acetylcysteine, which helps your body produce glutathione. Mm-hmm. So that's the other yeah, option it, as well. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know where I was going with all this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were. Well, we cool. started talking about estrogen and soy, and then, I don't know. Just, and then
1: the adrenals,
0: and then, and then the, adrenals, yeah. the, the, I got back on the whole B
1: vitamin kick. <laughs> <laughs> B vitamins. But, but like, uh, green leafy vegetables and legumes.
0: Oh, I do want to talk a little bit about, sources. Um, you know, these. we're talking about, like, food and, and how important that is, but, um, and I know you know that I'm a big proponent of this, is, like, the mind-body-spirit approach to healing because you know you can be eating all the right things but haven't healed past traumas um or maybe you're not dealing with your environment you know maybe you have bad relationships and that kind of things um which is so important when it comes to healing (laughs) and uh, I mean honestly I think I mean they should be done at the same time like I don't know which one you know but like I said you can't be you know if you're eating all these things or even taking all of these, you know, supplements, but you have all of this extra healing to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we were talking about autoimmune disorders and there's, you know, there's been a lot of research that trauma is kind of at the root of, of that. And there's this kind of a, um, analogy that's given when we talk about an autoimmune disorder is this bucket full of water and think about the water being all the different stressors in your life including the toxins the toxic buildup your diet um maybe medications you're Mm -hmm. taking and then you know eventually that bucket something's going to go in that bucket and it's just going to make it overflow and that overflowing is like the body's response to that and mm-hmm. we call this you know auto your body starts attacking mm-hmm. itself right it's like yeah. it's it can't basically function. it's like it's, it's not too functioning much. properly yeah it's too much like yeah. you know enough is enough
0: yeah <laughs> I can only take so much in this bucket okay <laughs> yeah.
1: so if you have you know leaky gut and you've got problems methylating and your liver detox pathways are not that open and then you've got a toxic relationship or Mm -hmm. a traumatic event this can all just be like the perfect recipe for an autoimmune Mm -hmm. disease yeah yeah i'm like you were saying it's stress uh is like just we have to address the stress stress factor or we're not going to be able to heal and like yeah.
0: traumas, like past traumas that you keep getting triggered for or something, you know. Um, maybe that's, you know, when you were a kid. I mean, it could be something so far. I mean, a lot of times people think that just because it happened so long ago that everything's fine. But, you know, the, these these things that happen in our life affect our subconscious and affect how we go about our day, you know. What, yeah. uh, what we think about ourselves, what we think about others. So, it's super important to try to heal that trauma
1: yeah because a lot of times we push down trauma Mm -hmm. because we don't want to feel but then it gets stored in our body Mm -hmm. so our body is definitely feeling it and it's in ayurveda they basically the way we deal with emotions is to recognize them so that we can release them um so but if we don't even recognize and acknowledge that we are feeling a certain way then It's hard for the body to let it go. It's Mm going to stay there until you address it. Right. And the hard thing is, is that if we keep letting these things keep building and keep repressing and repressing, we have like a lot to deal with, like at one time. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. It makes it harder. But it's definitely you know it's more it's just like peeling the onion. Yeah. It's just like little by little and.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we all have so much trauma. Yeah. Living in modern society, you know. Yeah,
1: definitely. And I, there. I think we were talking about the other day that um, I don't know if anybody knows
0: who Dr.
1: Gabor Mate is.
0: Um, I didn't until recently, and I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, told he's,
1: me he's amazing. He's. Um, I've been listening to him for a long time, mm-hmm. many years. But he's very. He's a Hungarian physician, but he specializes in addiction and trauma. Uh, But he makes this one statement, you know, he says, trauma is not always something that happens to you. It also can be, trauma can also be neglect. Mm. And I think in the society, I think you Mm agree, kids growing up these days, like, even though we have so much, it's like also at the same time, we also don't have so much and there's so much. I would say on like a physical level an emotional level and a spiritual Spiritual. level that are, that we're not being fed Mm -hmm. and that in itself can be trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think just thinking of all the people I've met or interacted with or had on the podcast, I mean, everybody has some type of, of story or, you know, thing that happened to them when they were a kid and it could be something small. I mean, or seemingly small, you know, like you're in second grade and somebody says something really mean to you, and because your brain is not developed in the right way, it affects you your entire life. Yes. You know, and it, and yes. t- going back to, I think I said something about, um, I think I did, um, of these things, these uh, interactions or whatever, creating thought patterns in your subconscious. You know, shifting your subconscious into a certain way that. It takes time to even figure out that that was maybe the culprit of what's going on now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely words
0: are powerful.
1: Yeah. For sure. Or not what, words, or right? Not words. I yes, mean, just or like or you're n- saying, like, like somebody
0: not saying, like, you know, maybe your parent is not, like one of your parents is not as loving or whatever and never tells you that they love you or never goes to your basketball games or something, you know? Yeah. And, it's like, and then there's like
1: uh, – yeah, like you're saying, you, there's something not happening, but you don't know what it is, and mm-hmm. you can't, it's hard to put words on it. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, sometimes harder to detect.
0: I mean, most nobody has a perfect – well, there are some people, but they are very few and far between that you can find somebody who has like the perfect upbringing, the perfect family unit. I mean, now more than ever, I feel like, you know, everybody's divorced. <laughs> like. all kinds of weird you know dynamics or whatever like the quote modern family but is the modern family very healthy (laughs) you know like (laughs) I don't know
1: well I think I mean I guess I would say for myself um, I mean what really helped me change and heal is definitely having a spiritual practice Mm. just you know something higher than this body and this mind just something you know to strive for Um, And that's kind of been very grounding for me. Um, And I think tying it back to hormonal balance and this (laughs) whole thing about being depleted. um, Like I felt like I was very like spiritually depleted. Like I mean, I was craving something more than this life. Like I was really, really thinking like, gosh, there's got to be more than just Mm -hmm. the day to day and just, oh, you're just supposed to live life and just be a good person like Mm. the end (laughs) yeah the end
0: or make a bunch of money or buy a big house or you know the american whatever society pushes on us all yeah so yeah i think that um that
1: also is is can also help you know fulfill that part that like that that kind of longing that we have like Mm. for something more or like even like you're talking about like it's hard to find the perfect person or the perfect relationship in this world and like what I found is like for me like that that person that I was searching for was actually God Mm. like I didn't know that Mm -hmm. um but
0: um but that's a scary word for many people I think you know yeah but I think it's scary because we've been told that it's scary or you know when you think of God you think of organized religion and obviously you know you can find dozens or more movies on, on, you know, the horrors of organized religion or what they've done or, you know, whatever. So, um, so I think people have started to shy away from it more. I mean, and you can see kind of the, the degradation of society in a way because people in turn are filling that void, that spiritual void with stuff and things. Yes. and sex or drugs or alcohol or whatever it is trying to fill it and it never gets filled so they just keep getting more unhappy you know yeah totally yeah it's yeah so
1: I yeah I think like getting back to Ayurveda and just living that um you know Ayurveda kind of goes more in depth also about the physical body and how to, like, fulfill. So there's this concept called osias. Um, that I, mm-hmm. And it's, ojas are, like, our strength. Like, someone mm-hmm. who has a lot of osia in them, like, they're very strong. They, um, they've got a lot of endurance. They might have, like, a lot of glow to them. Like, a lot of, like, oil, like, um, you know, hmm. nails growing, fast hair growing you know that a lot and their immune system is really robust as well um and there's certain things that help feed the ojas like um whole grains and oil oils healthy oils um you know just any kind of you know fresh uh food whole foods and also activities like relaxing um getting on into nature because nature gives us a lot you know like nature gives back there's an there's an energy you get from being in the earth that Mm -hmm. actually gives back to you and even like crystals or you know gemstones have certain energy that gives back to you Mm -hmm. and um, so that's why you know things like that and spending good quality time with a friend who you know it's like the exchange of energy is actually nourishing Mm -hmm. rather than like toxic Mm -hmm. which can be draining Um, and, and can drain like our ojas. So these are like things that can help build ojas, which actually help build, strengthen your hormones as well, Mm -hmm. um, strengthening to the immune system and your hormones. So, um, you know, I think that when it comes to like nutrition, a lot of the times, like we've talked about, you know, raw food, a lot of times when people think of health, they think about having lots of salads. Uh, but the, these foods, although they are definitely healthy, super nutrient-dense, don't necessarily build our ojas. They don't have like that, that groundingness that, mm. um, you know, like a sweet potato or mm-hmm. something, you know, like a root vegetable or a whole grain has. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lots of – and then lots of these foods are vata balancing, which we talked about in the beginning can be part of why hormones are imbalanced. And mm. so when we take away these foods – and we don't get enough sleep and we're on our phones all the time and we're just doing all these like exerting uh, activities, we just get so depleted. And then on top of that, we could be, um, you know, we're also spiritually depleted as Mm -hmm. well. It's like both together. And then it's just like a recipe for a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. Yeah, (laughs) which I feel like so many people have. So, yeah. yeah. So, it, and oh, one thing I wanted to say was I feel like Ayurveda helped me so much balance my life out because I feel like it gives you the tools. Because a lot of times when we are depleted, we look for outside sources to mm-hmm. fill us mm-hmm. up. And even like in relationships and people, then we end up, you know, getting mad at these people for not fulfilling us. Well, or it's like having certain expectations or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, Totally. And yeah, so just we start looking for these other outside sources um, and then even things like, you know, the Internet or they're so not nourishing being on so your so not nourishing.
0: <laughs> and that is easy to get sucked into, I feel like. And I am definitely I feel like some people are more susceptible to than others, you know, or it affects them differently. I've thought about that the other day because it definitely affects me in a negative way. So, like trying to figure out how to have a healthy relationship with social media yeah. or phone or it's, whatever. Yeah. It's, I don't, I haven't really gotten to that point yet.
1: I know. It's <laughs> like, so hard. The best days for me is when my phone does not work huh. and I literally cannot use it. And yeah. I'm just like, wow. Like, yeah. life is so not stressful right now. Yeah. And well, see, and then that <laughs> should
0: be, that should be a clear sign for us all that we don't need it then, you know? I don't know. But then, you know, when you're trying to promote yourself or your business or whatever, then it's like, well, what are your other options? You know, that's where everybody is. Uh, I don't know. I have this like really, I'm I just like a conundrum, I suppose, with, with social media because I, I don't really want to be on it anymore, but then I do feel like I need to be. But at the same time, it's like if I do get on, I don't, I mean, and I do, fo- I try to follow like, even if you're following you know, upbeat accounts, it can still, it still is not, I guess it's just not natural, you know? It's a, it's just that constant
1: flickering. Yes. That changing and that mm-hmm. aggravates Vata for mm. sure. Just that constant changing because it's like your mind is constantly going. Well, and so unnatural. Flickering from one thing to the next. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I, I've read countless articles. I'm sure there's a million books on it as well of just like how, we have no attention span anymore yeah. and it's just going to get worse and worse. And like the generations below us, like geez Louise, if if we're feeling like this and we're adults, <laughs> full blown adults, we've been adults for a long time, then how is it affecting, you know, teenagers or preteens or whatever in their development, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> yeah. It's kind of scary if you think about it. It's like over sensor. you're like a sensory overload, you know, constantly. And our brains are not—they're not designed to have to be constantly looking at different. Not even like talking about the screen and the blue light or whatever is—is that's that's like a whole different issue, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's just having—it's not like it, when you read a book or a magazine, you're you're looking at something longer than you do on your phone, you know? Yeah, and it's—and then it's like—and there's never like,
1: especially with the TikTok. I'm not even on TikTok, but on TikTok. it's like there's no like beginning middle and end i mean it's just like it ends so quickly that it's like you have to go to the next one and the next one (laughs) or these
0: videos i see some of these videos like they'll have these fun songs right and then it's it starts out kind of slow and then the next you know three seconds they pile in 30 pictures you know right i'm like i i I actually wanted to see what that picture was what is that (laughs) like i don't even know you can't even see anything it's like Uh it's like Last year was so great. Here are, you know, 100 pictures in three seconds. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry. <Okay. laughs> those have been really getting on my nerves. <laughs> I feel like all the younger people, do, maybe older people do those. I don't know. I have a lot of issues with social media right now, if you don't know. And mm-hmm. I do. I keep going in and out of it. I'll be on, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be good. I'm going to like post something and then I'm going to get off and I'm going to be fine. And then it sucks me in. And then I'm like, screw it. I'm not going to be on. I'm just going to put it away. And then I put it away for like a week. And then I come back. And then I'm like, I'm going to do some stories. And then I, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know. Maybe I, I think I'm burnout. I'm like yeah. super burnout. I think the best thing is like,
1: if you're using it for a business, is just schedule your days. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to post this day, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday or whatever. And then just yeah. literally have the times. And then you're only on it for that time. Mm-hmm. You know, just be more structured with that. I think
0: the problem with me too is that I... I, my Instagram has changed so much because my business changed so much and like what I, what I wanted to share changed, I guess, you know, because of like what happened the past few years and (laughs) it still is on the, it still is a thing for me. And then there's, I just have so many, I just have so many things. Like I care about the animals. I care about, you know, the animal cruelty. I care about people eating plants. I care about all these things. And I'm like, I don't know what the heck to talk about anymore. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just gonna talk about a million things because everybody's like, "Oh, you need to niche down." Oh, yeah, I am not niche down anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's my rant for that. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I just need to focus on my podcast. I guess.
1: <laughs> just have structure is really good for vata for
0: bringing that vata
1: energy and okay, just
0: having structure. And yeah, <laughs> I'm like. I'm totally not structured right now. And maybe that's why I'm all like, you know? yeah. This is how I feel always winter. Winter, you're talking about like getting out in Mm -hmm. nature. And today we should go take a walk or something because it's the most beautiful day. And like the last few weeks, it's been gloomy and terrible. And I am so affected by the weather. It's nauseating. Like I I wish I wasn't, you know? Yeah. But But I I am.
1: I like this morning I could have, well, I taught this morning and then... I could have prolonged. I could have worked out, but then it was like I was already hungry. So I'm like, all right, okay, I'm gonna work out, but I'm already hungry. So I'm stressing my body out anymore. And I ended up having like a really nice breakfast, and then went outside and in, in the sun. Magic. I just I chose that.
0: Yes, <laughs> we exercising, but I'm like, that's what I needed. You needed that absolutely. Yeah. Well, this morning I was like, I felt like I needed to do, needed to do all these different house chores like early before i got my day started and i looked outside and eva my white kitty was sitting on her little scratch pad in the corner where the sun, where the morning sun comes in and she was just like she had her little eyes closed and i was like oh, you're so smart she's like re-energizing right there you know just like soaking it up yeah I'm like that's what i need to be doing right now that's that's uh, yeah, that's that's oh they know
1: also you know that the the Purr of a cat, like the frequency. I didn't sure. know this is like healing. really healing.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> pur some more. <laughs>
1: Go out, lay out in the sun with her, and she's dreaming right now. I just her. heard her. She was like, oh, she's so cute. So, yeah, I guess yeah. um the just kind of wrapping it all up. When when bringing it back to hormonal balance is you know. Um, it doesn't, we talked about gut health, we talked about the liver, having our detox pathways open, lowering inflammation, but also literally having balance. Like if you think about hormonal balance, like actually having actual balance mm. in your life mm-hmm. and nourishing your body because we need nourishment for our hormones to work and, you know, strengthening our OSHAs and, um, you know, just not overdoing it and, you know, not trying to type A ourselves into hormonal mm. balance because that's like to oh, work.
0: <laughs> again, speaking to the choir. <laughs> uh, how do you spell Oja? Um O-J-A. O-J-A. Yeah. Huh. There's, okay. yeah. It's supposed to
1: be the subtle representation of kapha. Um, and then there's prana, which is like the subtle representation of vata. And then there's what's called teja, which is a subtle representation of pitta. So it's getting a little, like, complicated there. But, like, like someone who has more kapha body type, which is water and earth, they ha- naturally have more ojas because they're naturally more and more strong mm-hmm. and sturdy. Mm-hmm. Um, versus, like, someone with vata type, like, they need to, like, make sure they get more oja. Because mm-hmm. you can get, I mean, if kapha type has too much... Um, things that are osha strengthening like too many grains and too many oils they could even feel heavier Mm. but like we talked about in this day and age like most everyone whether you're kapha or other doshas like have vata imbalance Mm. because of just our fast-paced lifestyle and and cell phones and just that constant like, intake of information and having unstructured lifestyle, not sleeping enough, like, all these things can throw Vata off very easily.
0: Mm -hmm. Are you super structured, like, with your, like, morning routine and stuff? Um, Yeah, I mean, I basically – I, like, I have to, like, ease into the day. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't – I don't like it, and I feel like I get – if I can, I can jump right into it, and if I do, I feel like it just – kind of throws everything off and and I it just depends on how much stuff I have going on that I I do that on accident I guess and then uh, it just doesn't I don't like it yeah yeah and I'm not
1: I mean there's one thing like I guess there's a fine line between like with exercising like that whole thing of like hey making sure you do it no matter what no mm. matter what you're feeling oh I don't
0: believe in them yeah
1: so mm-hmm. there I mean there's like there's two sides to it. Like mm-hmm. sometimes, maybe like it is good for you to work out and to push yourself. But then other times,
0: or maybe means, just go for a walk. It might just be yeah. some mild movement. It doesn't mean some strenuous thing. I think. Oh, did we t- did we touch about that? About just like over like, hit I think workouts. We, yeah, we yeah we talked about that. I, I just think, was think like that the first thing yeah because I just think that like, and that's going back to like, our culture brainwashing us to think that we should be doing something we should be exercising we should be sweating profusely otherwise you're not you know and and then tying this back into social media we're all brainwashed to think we're supposed to look a certain way because if you go on Instagram and look maybe it's not even people you follow but somehow it'll turn up all these pictures of people in bikinis or influencers or whatever you know you see and then you're like well I should look like that so I should go to the gym and I need to go work out seven days a week which is not healthy. Yeah. It's not natural. I mean, if you're thinking, if you if you want to talk about, you know, humans and what would be like a natural, you know, go back a thousand years or whatever. Did we work out like that? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Did we even work out? No, we just walked everywhere. If you're <laughs> like
1: fighting like somebody off of you, or which like
0: <laughs> that was stressful and bad. Like, yeah, that's not and a how good often thing. did that happen? That didn't happen every day. Hopefully yeah. not. I mean, unless you were. slave working in I don't know like some some horrible life I mean but we shouldn't force yourself to to do these kind of crazy yeah yeah. that
1: hard of a work yeah I think just going I
0: think walking is like the healthiest thing ever I'm a big proponent of walking walking yoga (laughs) Pilates Pilates. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely
1: yeah it doesn't I love and I love how Ayurveda says to work out until you're energized I've always Mm. tried to follow that that you know, and um, and even with my workouts on my own, I always ease in. Like I'll start out stretching, or like rolling on a ball. Like mm-hmm. I'll start out with massage, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll That's awesome. <laughs> then I'll get into it. Yeah. Um, but then there are the days where you literally feel like if you're gonna work out, you're gonna deplete yourself.
0: Yeah. And so I just don't don't it like, You have to listen to your body. Yeah. Some people, and you know, we can, we've all had times that we've done this that you. You push down that your 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 brain telling you no. I guess you know. Yeah. So. And I was just thinking
1: too when you're working so much, like a lot of women, um, you know, work are moms and they work, and it's like you use your brain so much. Your brain uses a lot of nutrients, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna do like an hour long, really strenuous workout, mm-hmm. which is gonna use more. It's like. That's just so much. So depleting. Yeah. So depleting. So this is
0: when I'm like, you need a, like a yin yoga class or just a stretching class, like literally just stretch or like you're saying Pilates, something that's not, that's not, first off, it's not even really thinking, you know, like it's not that much thought that goes into it other than where you're putting your leg (laughs) or whatever. Or
1: just like five minutes on the rebound. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I love that. I know. Rebecca
1: has the best rebounder. I just love rebounding so much,
0: <laughs> and I don't do it every day. I I'm just in a funk. Winter just puts me in a funk. I I hate it, but I I need to like get over this. Ugh, I hate the word. Well, so to, it's
1: kaffa. Okay, so kaffa starts late winter hmm. and then early spring. So and I can feel it. I can really feel it now. It does, um, kind of bring that depression like over hmm. you, and so, um. You know, it is good to, it actually, exercise is actually good during yeah. kapha season to kind of, kind of get out of that funk. Hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, not over, like I'm not talking about, you no. know, just like going for a yeah. walk, like you said. Moving your body. Moving your body. Yeah. Um, spicing things up, like in your food with the, mm-hmm. <laughs> with your herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, even like a Bengal spiced tea, all mm. that cinnamon, ginger, mm-hmm. all those things. What else is in a Bengal spice? Like a herbal mm. chai, basically. Mm, herbal chai, whatever. Yes, is, yeah, yes.
0: yeah.
1: Uh, and then e- eating more, you know, not such heavier foods right now. So just more, more beans, more greens, hmm. and yeah. So it's we're definitely in the kafa. We're definitely in that heaviness. <sighs> so when does this end (laughs) it's gonna go into spring but then i once spring hits and everything all everything starts so what is what is spring and
0: summer is that vata or pitta so vata is late fall
1: early winter Hmm. so without that changing of those seasons Mm -hmm. and um, and that's when, like, all those grounding foods—the whole grains, the oils, mm, root vegetables—are really good mm-hmm. And soups. And um, and then summer is pitta, hmm. and kafa is late winter, early spring. Cool. So, yep. So we've got a little bit more um, kafa going on. So, but yeah, it's it's nice too. Also, you know, n- knowing that as well because. You know, some people can just be like, oh, I feel really depressed. What's wrong? And then just go through this whole thing and, so, you know, just recognizing, oh, it's, you know, there's more kapha dominant right now. and mm-hmm. What are some activities that I can do to help counteract mm-hmm. that? It, feels, it makes you just feel more empowered
0: and in control mm-hmm. <laughs> of
1: your emotions and what's going on. Yeah,
0: because yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely feel it right now. It's just been so cloudy and gloomy and well. Um, today is definitely a good day to get to it get is advantage a good day the sun. i am 100 percent gonna take a walk because oh the sun goodness. is out and it's not 40 degrees so <laughs> take advantage when you can <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having this me. This was such a joy. Okay. Um, what do you have in the works? Any announcements? To say? So I do. I have a group uh,
1: coaching program coming up in early March, and it's called Ayurveda and Gut Health. And we're going to go in a deep dive into Ayurveda, you know, learning about everything, um, all the things you also have an Ayurvedic assessment and we're also going to do the five hours of gut health in depth and with food and supplements. So you're going to get a whole heal your gut program. Um, And there's also two one-on-one as well um, coaching with me within the group coaching. So it's super in depth and it's five weeks. Nice. Exciting. Yep. So hit me up on... Instagram Absolutely. or if you have my email
0: and I'll give you more details. Yeah. I will put all of your contact info in the show notes and until next time, peace and plans. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I had such a blast chatting with Carly. I always do. But as I've said before, there is No replacement for real life. There is no replacement for it. We can pretend like being on Zoom or social media or interacting or even talking on the phone is the same, but it's not. It is not. And I love it. I love sitting down with someone over a cup of tea, which is what I always do. (laughs) I always make some nice tea when I have guests over to record. And I just think it translates even better. So be sure to. Follow Carly, check out her programs if you are in the need of her services. And until next time, peace and plants.